We give you praise. We give you, you know, uh, God gave us the vision because it's not only my vision. I mean, y'all follow the vision that God gives me. And he gave me a vision a few years ago of 300 armies strong, Gideon's army. Why 300? Because those, those men, remember before it was over with that the, the army got less and less and, and less. And, and it was like the ones that will get real humble. The ones that will not only get on their knees, but the ones that will allow water, that's the one that was beating the thousands. That's the one that was winning the victories. That's the one that through the word was always the overcomers. The one that put their life down and picked up the cross daily and followed Jesus Christ. They were overcomers because we can't do anything without God. And so until we're willing to lay it all down, then we're going to live a defeated like we'll live a so-so life but if we'll lay it all down and I, I decrease and he increases then he's gonna come forth throughout the land amen so I was writing I was writing I was going by your cell groups I was going by people that's in agreement with us and I got to 400 and something and I had to quit counting so I could come to prayer hallelujah thank you Jesus glory It took me a couple hours yesterday to do that. I was just sitting in a park, and I was writing, I was writing, I was writing. And I said, okay, God. And this morning, I said, I've been listening to Dr. Sorella, part of the conference. And, and um, I said, he's been in ministry. The, the, the prophet of God that we've been under has been in ministry for 69 years. Most, a lot of people don't even live He's been not just born, been preaching, been in ministry. Do you know since the last time that we looked last year and said, he's raised up four million, that it's up to five million soldiers? That's what you're under. We're not under a small thing. We're not under a closed-in thing where everybody's got to be right here. They're not part of the army. No, does five million go to his conferences? Because you may be looking around saying, well, where are the 400 and something? Does 5 million go to his conferences? No. Probably about 5,000 now. But it don't mean that he don't have an army across the land. The same as us. And it's just going to keep spreading and spreading. So everything that God promised us, we're seeing it come to pass. Somebody say, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Everything. He said, if you listen to his prophets then you will prosper. If you listen to the Lord, you'll be established. But if you listen to his prophets, you will prosper. So the word Dr. Sorrell has given us this year is double-double. And I said, God, how do we get the double-double? He said, how did Elisha get it? He looked at Elijah. He looked at the man of God that was operating him. He said, I want the same spirit that's on you to come on me because I see you're riding in a chariot. I see that God's prospering you. I see that everything that he speaks into your heart comes to pass. And I want the same spirit that's on you. That's the only thing that I ask for. Because I know the spirit is going to bring me in to my double portion. 
It never was. It never was. Uh, anything. It was always the spirit. It was always the spirit. So you have 50 prophets that stand afar off. And you have Elisha that won't leave Elijah. Even though Elijah said, why don't you stay here? I got to go to Zarephath. Why don't you stay here? I got to go. Elijah said, uh-uh. no, I'm not leaving. So we've stayed true to Dr. Sorella. And the same spirit that's on the man of God, that's on the prophet, that came out and preached, even though they had to roll him in a wheelchair this year, that came out and was still faithful to his partners, that same spirit's on you. If you connected with this vision, that same spirit's on you. What is that spirit? It's a double portion. It's a hundredfold blessing. It's the thousand rain that when you conquer in this area that you can have a thousand fold in your life and that God will give back to you everything that you laid on the cross, everything that you gave up for him, he will give you back a hundredfold. If you'll follow the prophets of God, if you'll sow in that land when the ground is fertile, he'll give it back a hundredfold. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I wanted to talk a minute. We'll sing that in a minute. But I wanted to talk a minute about the journey into the promised land. How many have that book from Dr. Sorella that we started at the beginning of the year and journey into the promised land? And God quickened into my spirit. He said, you've been on a journey. That, you know, my people are on a journey. And sometimes that journey gets rocky. Sometimes there's boulders in that journey. But nevertheless, we're on one. Somebody say, I'm on a journey. What is that journey? It's a, it's a journey into your promised land. How many want divine healing? How many want favor? How many want prosperity in your home? How many want relationships restored? That's your promised land. That's, it's not just saying words. It's not just saying, God, one day. <coughs> it's saying, <coughs> how do I make that one day into now? <coughs> prophetic promises. Somebody say, prophetic promises will be fulfilled. Somebody say, I want the double-double. Double. What is the double-double? It's double miracles. Did Elisha do double miracles than Elijah? He said, greater is he that's in you and greater works you're going to do than we should be. Hambar should be doing greater works than I do. Uh, Sativa should be doing greater works. And by the way, I went there last night and there's greater works. It's a whole church over there. It's, it's got babies over there. she got a whole church. And, and I said, God, we can say, oh, you, you need to bring them babies here. You need, she's got a church already. What am I going to say? Uh, come, no, I'm going to say bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And that's just Wednesdays. I haven't even seen the Friday night yet. And, and uh, our band's going to start going out there and helping them. They've been talking about it about a year with encounter going over there and helping them on Friday nights but somebody say I'm on a journey and I come to church to praise God but I come also 
to learn how to live in victory. You know, I come to finally get over some of them obstacles that's made me uh, draw back or sit at the same mountain or do the same things or recycle in the same areas over and over and over. I want to know how to get out of that into a new land, into a new place. I want to see something that I've seen other than what I've seen my whole life. You know, I've heard Brother Timmy say, I can't look at the same thing over and over. At least he don't say people. A lot of preachers say people. But I love looking at y'all, so I'm never going to say that. But some people say that. But he, he's always said, I enjoy new things. I enjoy going to new cities and seeing new things. I enjoy just not looking at my environment. See, we got to get across it. we got to get God told us to take the city off our mind because he would have never let us go to Hamburg if we hadn't already taken this city in prayer. He would have never prospered that. <clears throat> he would have never took us to that level. So Paul went from city to city. The disciples went from city to city. They didn't have a closed-in uh, vision. It wasn't all about them and what they could do in one little place. Amen? So Pastor Cindy has a, 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 she has a uh, revelation of this. And I want you to come share because you said you told it to Sister Sue and Sister Kim, and come share the people of what you see about that branch. Because we haven't heard a lot from her yet because I've been waiting on God, the quickening to call her up. Thank you, Pastor. I honor my pastor this morning. I just wanted to share like I shared with them. God doesn't want another church in Hamburg. He wants a ministry. He wants this vision expanded, the kingdom expanded. And so... We're not looking to build a church. We're looking to build this, this vision in the people that are, uh, that are in Hamburg, those that are in Beekman. I know I was praying one night. The Spirit of the Lord said, as far as she will plant, as many as will go, and she will plant into that city. He said, that's how far I want this vision to go. That's how far. He said, because churches, I got plenty of them, got plenty churches, but I don't have but one one ministry in Crossett, Arkansas that has this vision. He said, that's what I want to go forth, the vision, the raising up the dead, the laying hands on the sick, the seeing the blinded eyes open, seeing the glory of the Lord upon his people. See, because when God called me, he said, I'm going to uh, use you to raise up ministers unto God. That's what he said. And so when we raise up ministers, we got to let people know you're a minister of God. It's not all about this pulpit. It's about you and your spirit laying hands on the sick, praying for those that are discouraged, praying for those that are lost. Amen. Crying out to a living God. And I'm excited about it. Amen. So excited about expanding the vision. And so I know, I thank God, I thank God that Pastor has poured herself into us over, I don't know, 17, however many years. We have had people pour their lives and Pastor has poured her life. And I understand that now, as she has poured into me, I am to pour into others. Amen? It's not about less, uh, a pulpit, a pastor, a voice. I told Pastor I didn't care if nobody ever called me Pastor. I did not care. 
If nobody ever called me pastor, I know what I'm purpose is in Hamburg, Arkansas. And it is to raise up an army unto the Lord God that knows what they have on the inside of them and carries the glory everywhere we go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I give you praise for it, Lord Jesus. Thank you for that, God. Hallelujah. I'm just giving him a minute to see if that's all that he wanted to say. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. I know that when Pastor preached that message about uh, in John, I know that the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, and that solidified to me that, yes, he has called us. Because when she said, if you come through Jesus, not everybody comes through Jesus. Everybody, not everybody comes through the way that we've been trained up. Not everybody knows that sitting in a pew, I'm a minister. Not everybody knows that. And so if you come through the way of Jesus, he said, then I've called you to pastor. I've called you per se to pastor. In other words, look, we don't have to have a pulpit to pastor. We pastor wherever we're at. You know what I'm saying? We pastor our families. We pastor the groups that we're around at work. We pastor because we have been called to shepherd the sheep, to show them the way. Amen? And I just am so excited what the Lord is doing. Pastor, you don't want to leave when you go over there. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And not that the building has to be beautiful, but the life of God has moved into the place. And that's what we are after. I told Pastor, I said, I I went the very first day. I cleaned off the windows on the outside of the building, dusted off all the spider webs, swept the concrete. And when I drove up the next day, I said, God, we really do have the prettiest building on this row. And he said, because my life is moving in. And it's not, it's not about a building. It's about the life of God coming into Hamburg and extending the vision. And I, I can't say any more about it that, that I just, I, I'm blown away, Pastor, by what the Lord is doing. I'm just blown away. Have already got to love people because they know what's coming in here. They want to know what's coming in here. What's the greatest thing? Y'all putting a business in? I said, we're putting the greatest thing that could ever come in here. And we're putting the ministry of Jesus right here on the square in Hamburg. And it's like now it's like everybody's getting excited about something new. Because this is the year of the new. We're going to see God do so much this year that we've never seen him do. Amen. Because I'm, I'm getting closer to him. And I know that I'm going to let him do more things in me. Therefore, I know I want to see more things, more new things than I've not seen before because we are on a journey. And all of this is new for me. All of this is new for me. But I understand that when my pastor laid hands on me and she released that mantle, that it's not me that does the work, but the mantle of God. It's the mantle of God that does the work. And therefore, all I have to do is be in unity with him and hear him. And I know what to do. So thank you. I'm gonna lay hands on you again. So come on, uh, Usher. I give you praise, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to finish sharing His word, and I want Him to stay there as long as God's moving in her. But so somebody say ownership. Remember when I'm on a journey, and I have to take ownership of the things that God's given me. And when I was on the way to Hamburg to look uh, for a building, uh, 
my husband drove me over there and thank you sister sue for because she had given me four buildings to to you know she just she took ownership she heard the vision she ran after it and and she come back to me and said god i see this uh a pastor i see this and i'm going to give you these and and so we went back and, and we were going over there to to look at at the building or which one we wanted and and when we crossed i'm not sure which if it was the hamburg sign or I just know we went over a different threshold. It's not cross it, it's Hamburg. And, and when, I, when we went, when our vehicle passed the line, the Holy Spirit said, you own Hamburg. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, now, what did I say well ago is what's ever on Barcelona, what's ever on me is on you. So, you own Hamburg. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And I'm saying these things to you to tell you that you do not have to live a defeated Christian life. You do not have to stay sick. You do not have to be poor. You do not have to be in lack in any way. Julie said one time, she said, people get jealous of you. She said, but all I see is you go in and get it. Why don't they go get it? Hey, go get it. Hey. Somebody say, I'm going to go get it. I'm on a journey. Into my promised land. Hallelujah. Glory. Hey. A double anointed, a double presence, a double blessing, double favor, double, double finances, double healing, double security. You know, if you could find the, the genius in you, you could discover the call of God in you. If you could see your difference, then you quit being insecure. I'm not going to say you won't be afraid sometimes, but there's a difference than living an insecure life that keeps us from possessing our land. Then, God, I'm called, but I'm called scared. You know, I'm called, but I'm going to walk over here and take him by. But I'm not scared because we already possess that land in the spirit. But I'm saying the things that God's called you to do, I'm not saying you won't feel fear. But I'm saying do it anyway. Possess your land. What are we on a journey for if we never get there? You know what I'm saying? We're on a journey to get there. I'm on a journey to find out from God, what's my call? Discover, you know, a fish, they don't seem insecure. You put them in that water, and like Dr. Murdoch says, you'll see their genius. You put them on the ground, they're going to be flopping around looking stupid, he says. He said, why well, even eat fish? This fish looks stupid. And then he put it in the water, and he saw the genius come out of it. He discovered the fish's Genius, the call of God, and each one of you have one. Somebody say, I have one. 
I have something that makes me different than everybody else. I have something that makes me different. That's why I don't do it any other people's way, and y'all don't do it any other people's way. Do it the way that God called you. Amen. So there's going to be bumps. There's going to be bruises. But we get on up. The righteous fall seven times, but they get up and do it again. Hallelujah. Do you think Mount Everest was easy to climb? (laughs) But do you think the people that climb Mount Everest are happy that they did it? Do you think that they feel a sense of achievement, a sense of triumphing, a sense of being an overcomer, a sense of doing something great? See, the enemy don't ever want you to do anything great. He wants you to think you can't do anything great. But the Bible says, I always triumph through Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. The journey to the promised land is kind of like Mount Everest, but you can do it. You can do it with the word of God being your food and getting in the presence and letting that water come upon you because those that drink after him will never thirst again. Somebody say, I can make it to the end of my journey. And I can be like Paul and say, I fought a good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I did what God called me to do. When they took, brought Dr. Swell out in that wheelchair, he said, take that something they was trying to give him. He said, go give it to the devil. So he doesn't care. He knows he's got five million. It don't matter what the enemy tries to do to him. It's not, it's not making him think, oh, I don't want my partner to see me this way. He came out there being an overcomer. He came out there victorious. Hallelujah. And I'm sharing these things that I'm fixing to share for no other reason but to show you the levels that God will take you. And I'm nowhere near to the top, but I'm just saying I see some areas that God has taken me, and I see things that kind of follow that. Because when you go up in the spirit, things will follow you in the natural. Favor, prosperity, healing, uh, victory, peace, things will follow you in the natural. And so uh, when I first started pastoring, I had a car that was paid for. And I didn't desire any other car. I liked my car. I didn't really like to drive anyway. And the Holy Spirit said, you need to go get another car because people look at that because you're a pastor now. And I said, God, but are the people going to pay for it? Kind of like everybody, get mama's house. Why don't you get that house? Why don't you get it? You know you can't let her vision die. You're going to pay for it? See, everybody else wants you to take the journey. So I was laying here at the altar one day, and I could feel that for a few weeks. I said, God, not that anybody said anything. I just knew in the spirit. What was God trying to do? He was trying to take me to the next level. Not only in a vehicle, but it represented other. They represented a step of faith, is what it represented on this journey I was taking with God. And so I told my husband, I said, I got to go get a car. And so we went, and I stayed in the room, and he brought something. And I looked out the window, and I said, That's it, that's the Holy Ghost. And you know, everywhere I went, people would just say, and I mean, a lot of people had those kind of cars, but the, the anointing was on that car. People would say, 
I love your car. It's so beautiful. But it was the presence of God was on that. And so I've driven in. I paid it off. And when God said, okay, now you're going to this next level, he told me, remember when I stood up and I said, I want to go with him. Y'all remember me saying that about six weeks ago? I want to go with him. I was going through a real battle of, like Charlotte saw, I was trying to go up, and she said, there's a bunch of demons. She said, they were just all around me. And Kimberly, come share what you saw in prayer last Friday. We were here praying for pastor, and um, Charlotte, she said something, I, I forget, but we're in prayer, and all of a sudden I saw, as soon as she said it, I saw, and it was like, a, well, you know how it is when God shows you something. You see it clearly, and it had passed her, and what I saw was I saw her in a white robe. She was reaching up, looking up, had a big smile on her face, no, no worries, and around her waist was this gold uh, ribbon or, or a rope of some kind, just a gold thing wrapped around her waist. And what I was seeing is as she was coming off of the ground, there was, I had this sense, I knew, I could see, first of all, right here, a huge a mass of heads. And it went around, and I knew it went around behind me, because you all know when God shows you something, he, you, you, you know, you know stuff, you can see it. It's, but you can't really see it. So behind, and it was like we was circled, and there was uh, uh, Sister Sandra, there was Charlotte, Sister Sandra, and myself, and then others behind them. Don't know, I didn't see who, but I seen it, and this rope went from pastor around Charlotte, around Sister Sandra, around myself, and around everybody else, and I knew that represented the church, all of us, the army. And as she was going up, we were holding back these demons, all countless demons. And we were holding them back, but we wasn't straining. We was just holding them back, and we were watching and looking, and we had anticipation. We knew we was going up with us, that she had to go first, and we were going right on up with her, and... It was no effort to hold this army of demons back, but we was holding them back. And, and that's all. We was just holding them back. And we had, we had uh, no strain. It was just no strain. And we was going up with Pastor, but Pastor had to go first. So um, was it you that saw my feet actually left the ground, or was it you? Okay. So I already went up. Y'all ready to come up? Amen. Somebody say, I want to go up. Hallelujah. want to go up. I want to sit with you in the heavenly places, God, like Ephesians 2 tells me I can. Somebody read Ephesians 2, 6 and 8. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And they not only pray for me, they pray for all the leaders on, on Fridays. Amen. Ephesians 2, does anybody have, anybody have it? Okay, I'll read it. It says, Ephesians 2, 6, and has raised us up together 
and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So uh, anybody want to sit up in the heavens? Hallelujah. That's what going up means. What did Elijah do? He went up. Could he come back and, because see, the Holy Ghost said, my husband, he, he, his hobby, his hobby is to go look at vehicles. Now, you have to understand that he looked for six years before he bought his truck. He just likes to look. And he went to Pastor Pinson, and she said it wasn't time, and he didn't go get one. He just looked. And then he, when he got one, he got a wonderful deal, and, and he's blessed in it. And anyway, so sometimes he'll take me through these car lots, and sometimes I won't go. I'll say, take me to the coffee shop, and I'll study. So this particular day, which was New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, he circles right on into the Mercedes lot. Well, he's took me there before, but, you know, I like my car. I'm being honest. I wasn't in any, any desire for anything like that. And so I, I go, and uh, this is in the show. It's sitting up on a platform, in the, and my spirit jumped. Somebody say, my spirit jumped. My spirit jumped. I said, oh, okay. And he was in shock. He was giggling and laughing. He got out and looked at it because he's not used to me even showing any interest. And, and then he's calling. Everything's closed, and so we had to wait. And, but I went home. And I put on my refrigerator. I own it. And I put under that. I will be going up to pick up my chariot next week. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey. 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 And then the rest will come. Okay. All right now. You're going to another level now. This is, this is a little higher up than... Then a maxima. You going up now. Um, <clears throat> what you going to do about that part? Okay, God. You know I'm happy with what I got. You know, it's paid for. I'm happy. I felt that excitement. See, if you'll do it like that, you'll be extremely blessed. And God will give you more than you even think you want. Now I want it. Now I love it. Now I got to have it. But, but I didn't. But years ago, I gave that up. I gave that up. I remember Mama buying a Cadillac. Remember that four-door Cadillac that Elder Robert was the only one that liked it, really? (laughs) (laughs) Pastor, you know, she'd go out and she just bought that car. And I think she's thinking about me and Tim anyway because we were, God had shown me a vision of a Cadillac. And I had put that on on my refrigerator. Well, that wasn't kind of what I was thinking about. I was thinking of new white Cadillac. But she bought that car, and she's driving around town, and I'd be grieved, and I'd be sick. And I told my husband, I said, I got to go buy that car for Mama. He said, do you like that car? I said, no. (laughs) But my pastor's not going to drive it. No, I don't like it. It's not my style. And I went over there, and I said, Pastor, I said, I want to buy your car. Annie, you don't even have a job. I said, I want to buy it. Mama, I said, it's God. I know it's God. It's in my heart. I want to buy it. I can't let you do that. It might be something wrong with it. I want to buy it, Mama. So I gave her the check, and I drove it and drove it and drove it. Till God said, okay, that's enough of that. Actually, it wouldn't start in Conway. So I gave all that up. 
gave it up and pushed my leader, pushed my authority, pushed my prophet, pushed the prophet that was over me. Didn't look at the double portion for my life till I make sure she had a double portion. Hallelujah. Glory. Not because I'm a mighty person, but it was spoken over my life at the conference. You keep pouring into your mama's life. You be Elisha to her. You pour into her life. You're pouring water into her, and you keep doing it. So I had to obey God. But look at God. So I said, I'm going to go get my chariot. And the Holy Ghost told me that that's what that is. And it's interesting that it's red. So God came back and got Elijah in a chariot of fire. Is fire red? So, so every time y'all see me in that, think of the fire of God. Think of the church going up. Think of us going up. Think of us taking land. Hallelujah. Pastor Casey's having to face a lot of spirits, not in here, a lot of spirits that don't want him to go in this new level. But he said at the ramp that God told him, you come back and take ownership. And he said, what really spoke to his heart, he said he saw me trying to go up, and he'd see that if, if it was something in him that was causing me to not be able to go up, that was causing any lack, that he wasn't doing his part in the ministry to cause any lack, to keep me pulled down, that he didn't want to do that anymore, and he would go face the spirits of control, and he would face Jezebel. Like I said last week, Jezebel ain't about one or two people. Every one of you going to conquer him if you're going to have a destiny. If you're going to ride in a chariot, you're going to conquer Jezebel. Hey! Hey! But Elijah didn't take Jezebel with him. And Pastor Casey's not going to be able to take Jezebel's spirits with him. But he said, I'm going to tell him. I can't say, oh, God, wait. This is the time for my life. This is the breakthrough for me and my family. But, but hold up, God. Then Elijah said, let me go bury somebody. Let me go feed. See, and Elijah walked off. He said, look, that ain't nothing to me. You want this or not? That's pretty much what Elijah said. And so Pastor Casey told me, he didn't make me go to him. He said, Pastor, I don't want to be a hindrance. He didn't leave the church and say, I got to go into Jezebel. I can't stand up to my family. I can't stand up to my daddy. I can't. I can't. I've, I've had to fight this spirit all my life. But he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him. I'm just going to tell him that I got to go into what God's called me to do. Hallelujah. So, God, we lift him up today. He's right there in Houston right now. And we lift him up and we pray over his life. And we ask that you give him strength and wisdom to come against these spirits that want to keep him down. These spirits that don't want him to come up into his destiny. These spirits that want to stop the move of God. We take authority over you in the name of Jesus. Hey!
So if you thought I was talking about you, there's a lot more than you. There's a lot more than us. Somebody say, it ain't always about us. Hallelujah. So he didn't take Jezebel. And I know that this, he told me Sunday, he said, Pastor, I don't want the church thinking that they, that they coming into anything shaky. That's not my point. My point is that, that for them to follow God and not connect to a leader in the wrong way. And, uh, and I was thinking about Ishmael. Remember, the things with God, it looks like maybe you didn't conquer it the first time. Sometimes it looks like that. Any of y'all ever felt that? And you might not have conquered it the first time you walked and tried to do something for God. But T.D. Jakes was preaching, and he said that the Ishmael always come before the promise. So, yes, our church went through something. Yes, it was God to call them over here. Yes, all that was God. And I'm not going to say they was Ishmael. I'm going to say it may not look like that worked. But I believe this time it's going to work. I believe, I believe Pastor Cindy and Evangelist Timmy that this time it's going to work. I believe Pastor Casey. I believe that they're the children of the promise, the children of the vision, the children of destiny, the children of being raised up under this ministry, and that it can work this time. Somebody say, it might have looked like Ishmael the first time, but it's going to be the child of the promise the second time. Hey! 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 And God's breaking that off of some of your life right now. You might have prayed for the sick and it didn't work the first time. God's breaking that off of you where you would never do that again, where you said it didn't work where you preached till your heart bled and nobody responded. God said it'll work this time. 2016 is going to work. It's going to work this time. Somebody say, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to try again. I'm going to lay hands on the sick again. I'm going to sing again. I'm going to pray again. I'm going to fast again. Yes. What does that mean? I know I'm talking a lot. What does that mean? I'll always pastor you. I'll always shepherd you. So it doesn't mean that. It means that Barbara has to come up. See, I can't do, I can't pray on Wednesdays for her cell group to prosper. I, I, not that she made me do that. I just love doing. I loved coming to pray with you. I love it. It's my passion. But I can't do it anymore because, like that. Because until she takes that, because see, there's another one rising up in Hamburg, another cell group. So I decided, as Elijah, I'm going to take her with me. She's been faithful. She's been a faithful elder. She's going to go up with me, and she's going to, she, remember the 12 disciples became the 12 apostles. They didn't always stay a disciple. Hey! 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 Hallelujah. And any of you, any of you that want to go up, that you feel like you're ready for that next level, let's go up. Somebody say, let's go up to the high places. Because we already torn the devil's kingdom down. 
Let's go up. Can we sing it? Let's go up to the high places. Let's go up to the high places. Going up to the high places. Tear the devil's kingdom down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read these few scriptures and then... Uh, do you have an uh, announcement, Evangelist Timmy, about the van? Did you? That maybe they didn't do Sunday? Okay. When I read these uh, scriptures, you can be sure and share that today. I was, I'm good, glad to see you. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's look. Huh? I'm glad to see you. Yes. Okay, let's look at Joshua 16. Verse 4, because this is about your inheritance. This is about your journey. 16.4. So the children of Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim took their inheritance. Somebody said, I got to take it. I got to discover it. There's three things that's most important in your life. The Holy Spirit, discovering your destiny, and planting seeds. If you can do them three things, you'll live in victory. Hallelujah. They took it. Now, let's look at chapter seven, uh, 17, verse 3. Thank you, Jesus. Because people that take land, it's not just for them. Because now we can teach other people. Anywhere I go, I can teach people how to, how to win against the spirit of Jezebel. I can teach that for the rest of my life. So you don't do those things without an anointing following you after you did them. Amen. Joshua chapter 17, verse 3. Uh, does somebody want to read this one? Seven, three and four. Three through six, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. We need the mic so it get on the tape. It's a little warm in here, too, ushers. Seventeen verse three through six. Sell if you add something like that. Here, Brother Timmy, come on and help me over here. Um, Joshua 17, verse 3. Um, but the son of Zelophehad and Hepher, the son of Gilead, the son of Maker, the son of Manasseh, had no sons but daughters. And these are the names of his daughters, Mahalaya and Noah and Hogla and Melachi and Tizra. And they came near before Eleazar the priest, and before Joshua the son of Nun, and before the princes, saying, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our brethren. Therefore, according to the commandment of the Lord, he gave them an inheritance among the brethren of their father. And there fell ten portions to Manasseh beside the land of Gilead and Bashan, which were on the other side of the Jordan. 
because the daughters of Manasseh had an inheritance among his sons, and the rest of Manasseh's sons had the land of Gilead. Now, when y'all heard me say before that my dad didn't really want to give me the inheritance that my mom had given me. And I had to go into prayer and fasting. It was one day. Somebody say, I'm going to let, Mama said it one time, I'm not going to pray 12 hours because I don't want to seek God and miss my inheritance. About 12 hours, he gave me this word. And, and he said, these daughters, they didn't give them the inheritance because they weren't sons. He said, so she didn't just say it's okay. She went back and said, you know, just because I'm not a boy, I want my father's inheritance. Hallelujah. And so I had to face for eight years. How long has she been gone this February? Eight, uh, eight years. Seven years. She's been gone seven years. So I had to face that spirit. He didn't want me to have it. He's rolling over in the grave today because I signed the papers yesterday. It's mine. So somebody say, God gave pastor a chariot and land in the same week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What was the first thing he gave the men and women of Adam and Eve was land. He gave them a garden. What did he tell Abraham? He said, I'm going to give you land. Land is a blessing from the Lord. It is prosperity. Hallelujah. So he sent my brothers over here. He sent everybody because they gave theirs up. Sister Sue, they said, I don't want none of his land. Told Julie, I don't want none of it. I didn't give mine up. So I had to look like whatever, a beggar, and he's over here without, and I'm this, and I'm greedy. And I, all I know is God said don't give it up. Your mama looked you in the eyes and said, Annie, this is yours. So it wasn't about him. It's what she said to me. Is somebody, has God or somebody says you could have something? Don't ever give it up. Don't let somebody else come and take your land. Don't let somebody tell you you're not good enough. Don't let somebody tell you you can't do it. Don't let somebody tell you that you can't possess. Hallelujah. Hey. 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 So when my husband took me through that Mercedes place, he was getting tickled at me. He said, I've just never seen you. I said, I felt the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you. <laughs> Don't try that on him unless it really is the Holy Ghost. Don't manipulate. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling sorry for the men right now. Don't do it. <laughs> but, you know, he just kept on even the next day because he was really delighted. My husband wants me to have nice things. Like, I mean, my husband's doing good. My husband works hard. And he wants to give his wife good things. So we're not a burden on the church. Amen? But I told him, I said, look, I'm not... A pretender. I'm a possessor. Don't take me through the Mercedes lot and expect me to pretend that I don't like it. <laughs> don't, don't 
keep tempting me. <clears throat> Don't keep taking me riding around and looking at Cadillacs and Mercedes and, and thinking that, uh, oh, I'm just going to keep pretending and one day maybe. And I, I'm, that's not me, Tim. I don't know if you know who you're dealing with. That's not me. I'm a possessor of the land. Hey, I'm a possessor of the land. I'm a possessor of the land. If I see it, I know I can have it. If I see it, 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 I can have it. Come here, Andy. If I see it, I can have it. If I see it, 